Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is a podcast of Desert Spring Church. Uh, it's a midweek refresh and deeper dive into Pastor David's sermon from the previous Sunday. If you missed uh, Pastor David's sermon, then you can check it out before engaging the podcast, but it's not necessary. Uh, you can go to the website desertspringchurch.com. I will be reading Pastor David's devotional for today, and we'll stop and talk a little bit along the way. We'd love to hear your stories as well, so please feel free to make comments from where you are listening. But today's guest, we have Phyllis Murray, co-pastor of Pahrump United Methodist Church. And for the first time of the podcast series, we now have a male voice today. We have Chris <laughs> Devereaux. That's right. Uh, who? What is your official title here at church, Chris? Uh, I think director of technology. You know, we're all directors, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds very official. Well, we are really happy to have you here today. Thank we you. are week two of our Influencers uh, sermon series for Pastor David, and um, so we'll get right into it. Uh, the scripture reading that goes with his devotional today comes from Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. And from Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and in the ends of the earth. So Pastor David says, this past Sunday, I talked about disciples of Jesus Christ being a part of Jesus' generational influence. For the past 2,000 years, from one generation to the next, Jesus has influenced the lives of his followers. Jesus' influence is passed on from one generation to the next through the word of the Holy Spirit and the faithful witness of Jesus' followers. God has been at work in people's lives throughout time, wooing them into the faith as Jesus' followers have partnered with the work of the Spirit to give witness to what God has done. Of course, as followers of Jesus, our witness includes the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives as well. The Holy Spirit wooed us too, and it is the Holy Spirit that gives us power to influence the lives of others. So Pastor David says, take a moment to think back over your life. Is there a person whose witness planted seeds of faith in your life? For me, my parents certainly planted seeds, and I remember a Sunday school teacher who taught me about grace and forgiveness I also remember a youth worker who helped me become prepared to share my faith. So his question today, and we'll start with you, Phyllis, is who is it in your life who taught you about Jesus, who planted seeds of grace? Who taught you about Jesus? Well, I was blessed to grow up in a church. The church was about a half block from where we lived, so we were there a lot. And I just remember wonderful Sunday school teachers and people just in that family of faith who appeared to live the life that, that they were teaching. And that that really impressed me. But I think probably I'd also have to say my grandmother. She read her Bible every day, and she was just a gentle, kind, loving, compassionate person. So I think that's probably where the seeds of grace started. And what about you, Chris? Well, mine's easy. Obviously, my parents. <laughs> yeah. You know. PK, uh, PK. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes those seeds are hard to see until you know until they grow um i'd also say barry isbell you might yeah. you might know him you know oh, he yeah. was in tucson when we were in tucson and um, i sang in the choir so having those kind of um, additional touch points outside of your pastor especially you know you know being a preacher's kid being a pk 
Um, and that really, looking back on it, influenced me a lot. Um, you, of course, uh, at, at University of United Methodist, because um, that's where it kind of formed those relationship bonds uh, with my peers and yeah. um, kind of going into college prepared me for uh, for that, you know, kind of uh, transition in my life. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I love that very much. Of course, your father was a big influencer yeah, right. for me. Um, I was remembering he's... He's not the first pastor. The pastor who hired me before your dad came was Dr. John Blackwell. Yeah. And um, when I was reading this devotion of your dad's, I was I was remembering when they talk about who who planted the seeds of faith. Also, um, I was remembering when Dr. John Blackwell was going to be leaving, and I I learned about this itinerant system, like what the pastors <laughs> they take them. Like I don't right. understand. I don't. I didn't understand. Like that you're sending someone else, like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be the worst thing in the world. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Is I, I don't I don't want to do this. I, I'm going to have to do something else now. And Phyllis, you'll remember, I don't know the event we were at, but we were at some kind of conference, and Becky Cowart was at the table. And I was, you know, and she's a pastor's wife, so she's uh, used to the itinerant system and moving about. And I was, you know, telling her, oh, I'm just so upset. My pastor's leaving. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she is the one, and these words stick with me often. And she said, Julie, we are followers of Jesus Christ, not Dr. John Blackwell. <laughs> still so true. <laughs> like, and those, you know, and I don't, I know Becky's a big part of your life still, Phyllis, and those words that she said had a major influence, and, and I take them with me, I use those words a lot. So mm -hmm. shout out to Becky. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pastor David continues on in his devotional. In today's two scripture lessons, Jesus instructed his disciples to influence the lives of others by giving witness to all Jesus has done by teaching all of Jesus commanded. When it comes to teaching all Jesus commanded, it is helpful to remember that Jesus commanded very little. He commanded us to love one another as he has loved us. He commanded us to celebrate the Lord's Supper, and he commanded us to go and make disciples and to witness passing on our faith to others including those who will come after us. It's so important that Jesus, he commanded that. He didn't suggest it. He didn't re recommend it. He said, go. Jesus' emphasis on teaching and witnessing is important for us to think about. Are we doing it? Do we find opportunities to share our faith story? To answer that question, it helps to take a few moments to think about our faith stories. How have you experienced the presence of God in your life? What experiences do you have with God? How has Jesus changed your life? I think about my life, and I can point to many times I experienced God at work. I remember claiming my faith as my own and experiences grace upon grace, God's forgiveness, and I knew I belonged to God. God brought Jerry and I together. God opened doors for me to attend Princeton Theology Seminary. God provided for our family often and in unexpected ways, like finding an envelope on our doorstep with money inside and a note that said, just thinking of you, at a time when we were financially strapped. God led us to adopt our children. God led us to Desert Spring, and God healed me of fear. I can go on and on, he says. So the question is, what about you? How has God been at work in your life? What stories can you tell about your new life in Christ and all God has been doing for you? Think about your story. Um, I think just... From early on, and particularly when I moved to Las Vegas in 1980, which was a very strange move for me to make. I didn't know anyone here. 
But every step of the journey since then, I've been able to very clearly see God's leading and providing. And um, the early days after John and I got married, when our you know we didn't have much business, and then John's illness, just God has provided and provided and provided abundantly. Not mm-hmm. just can I get by, but provided mm-hmm. abundantly. And you know, I, I tell a story about how God bought us a new car one time, and that's a whole nother story. But just all the things that um, He's been able to do to help me get past the fear. Yeah, yeah. You you will just pick up your bags and go where you are called. It's it's that's something that is always I've always admired about you because you just pack it up and go. I've watched you do it many times. It's it's with me hard kicking to, and screaming. <laughs> it's hard to argue with his logic sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I was thinking about my faith story, and I think my faith story began with um, motherhood for me. Um, you know, prior to that, I, you know, I, I wasn't really involved in the church. And I've always said, how can you witness, witness birth and not believe in God? Like once you've witnessed it, but you know, mine started from, you know, time I was pregnant, I was just, just barely in my second trimester when I had a threatened miscarriage. And that was a very big God moment and God Mm -hmm. time for me, what um, happened in that time. And then the delivery was they, they did, they actually said, we don't think this mom is going to make it. So facing that and going through, um, they were just very God moments where you could feel the physical presence of God, um, without a doubt. And that's when I was like, Oh, this is what, that's what that's about. Like I hadn't really experienced it in a way that was so evident before then. Um, and, and then, you know, Louie, my oldest child who, um, you know, wasn't expected. In fact, they had counseled us about, he's not good, you know, there's all these problems and, you know, you should consider not having this child. It was, it was, um, we went through a lot just to get the point of having him. And um, I remember when he was about two, little over two, he had quite the vocabulary. And he would start, one day he was like, remember that day that I was you were on your bo- my bones. Well, actually, I was on your bones, and I was crying and crying. I wouldn't stop crying, and then they took me out, and I stopped crying. I'm like, oh yeah, like <laughs> it's the day that he was born. Mm-hmm. Like he was remembering. He was like he described like his circumcision, like exactly what happened, like things that you wouldn't know as a two and a half year old. Yeah. And so d- one night, I, I we were praying before bed, and I said, oh dear God, thank you for choosing me to be Louis's mom. And afterwards, he goes, well, actually, Mom, I chose you. <laughs> I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. I came down, and I, you and Dad were in a different house, a house of blue curtains. And um, I contracted back into myself, and I, I went to God, and I told him I chose you. And I was like, well, I, we really did live in a house of blue curtains at that time. And because he had shared these other things, experiences, you realize, like, wow, like, there's something something going on here that that happened. And and I met Dr. Raymond Moody, and, and that's when he when he went to university church, and he explained mm-hmm. that veil, and it's like, so my faith story, it really began with, with motherhood, and so I, I, I credit my children for my faith, mm-hmm. so. Um, Pastor David goes on to say, being ever aware of our faith stories prepares us to give witness. As we live our lives, we interact with others, and we hear the struggles and desires. By the power of the Holy Spirit, doors open for us to share our faith. And in sharing our faith, opportunities arise to talk about Jesus and what he taught. 
as Christians, we influence the lives of others. And so his question, and we'll start with you, Phil, is can you think of people in your life who, who would benefit from hearing your story? Who are they? Are they people from who you, with whom you have been sharing your faith? Wow, I think about who, who would benefit. Um, and I, I'm almost the reverse of that. In my current position in Pahrump, we have um, a great deal of exposure to the homeless population. Mm. And you would think naturally, oh, there's a great group of people for me to share my faith with. But very often I'm on the receiving end of them sharing their faith, which I just, mm -hmm. I love hearing that God can reach down through all of the challenges of being homeless and all the things that led them to homelessness and that he's still there for them and they feel him. And so I mm -hmm. think, you know, that's part of, of maybe me sharing my story at this point is helping other people to learn, to learn how to tell their story. You know, I get lots of opportunities to share my faith, but boy, I learn a lot from listening to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think hearing them share with each other is I've had congregation members who have been present when one of our homeless friends shared their faith just to kind of go, wow, I, you know, when you look good and smell good, it's easy to have faith. But when you've gone through the mm -hmm. trials and through the fire so true. and um, those stories impact me and they become my story. Yeah. And, and now as the, you know, the pastor of the church out there, you get to tell other people's stories too. And that's, and you are such a great storyteller and you've Thank always you. preached on tell the stories, tell the stories, yeah. let people hear the stories. And it's important. Yeah. What about you, Chris? I'm more along the lines of the, especially for those who uh, don't have the evangelism. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not one of my um, uh, initial gifts. At least that's not what I, would would view as my initial gift, you know? Yeah. So I'm typically behind the scenes, you know, I do the, uh, the work in a booth and, and uh, technology stuff. So that's kind of more my sharing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, when I was in college, I, I, um, I did a lot with the university at UNLV. And um, I remember kind of coming across for the first time in my adult life, people who had never been to church, mm -hmm. you know? I, I uh, came to live with Jay and Dave when I was seven. So from then, you know, every Sunday, all day Sunday, yep. Yep. <laughs> multiple services, right? Yep. So I've heard my fair share of, of sermons. Um, <laughs> but kind of the first time getting to college, recognizing that, you know, people have very different backgrounds, either different mm -hmm. religious backgrounds, which yeah. might be the case, or just, you know, not religious at all. Right. And um, definitely, you know, through um, the college campus ministries, mm -hmm. was able to kind of... Um, share my faith with others and invite people to church yeah. and, and, you know, that kind of, um, experience. Yeah. 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 And that's, and they do ask it, 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 if we have the, the gift of evangelism. And I never thought I did. And when I took the spiritual gifts inventory, uh, apparently I did. And I don't, I never have thought of myself of that. Um, <laughs> and he does ask is, is it difficult? Um, if it's difficult, is it's good to reflect upon why that is for you. Is it that you're unsure of yourself or that you aren't certain that you have anything to say or that you are concerned about how it will be received, so. I think it comes back to two things. One, 
definitely, you know, are you certain you won't have anything to say? Or, you know, that kind of question comes up um, in a previous episode. We talked about imposter syndrome. Yes. And, you know, yeah. the, um, that idea. But really, Kimmy Bester, I think, oh. had a great response oh. a, a, with her, her interview with David. And that was a really poignant um, message, I think, for me yes. re more recently. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you're not necessarily talking about yourself. You're, mm -hmm. you're talking about God. And, and it's much easier to talk and evangelize when, when you come from that perspective. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm trying to, to improve on. Yeah. Um, you know, I currently struggle with, but you know, we all kind of struggle with certain things throughout our lives. So yeah. I loved that she said that. Well, I loved her. I, I oh, loved yeah. her. That I've never met her before that. And I emailed her like, I want to be your friend. Yeah, for anybody <laughs> listening, if you haven't. Like, yeah. If you're listening, if you haven't seen her or, oh. or listened to her uh, interview, definitely, you know, check our, our Vimeo out because it's a great interview. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is, it is. And I think the word evangelism has really developed into a, it's gotten a real bad rap. Yeah. Yes. You know, people envision, you know, the street corner mm -hmm. or the slick haired, <laughs> televangelism and and really what it is is sharing right yeah. and we share all the time we talk about our favorite tea we talk about our favorite restaurant we talk yeah. about our favorite movie mm -hmm. and why we like it and that's right. really all it is it's a simple way of just sharing what means a lot in our lives well and and i've said this before you know working for a church you do do obviously you you you're expected to and so it's not like people are like what is she talking about you know uh, and it's great i've most of those years worked with children and youth and, and doing camps and, and where you have these great, great opportunities to share your faith. Mm -hmm. um, but in between being youth director in your generation, Chris, and being youth director this time, I worked for the county for eight years and you're not really, you know, supposed to, and I was a supervisor, so yeah, you're not, not only, really yeah, supposed to. Not only you're not expected, but you're really not supposed to, right? Yeah. Right, right. But what I could talk about was like, oh, I'm getting ready to go to camp because I still would volunteer at the camp or you know, whatever was hanging on my wall or whatever, you know, my mug said, mm -hmm. you know, that. And so people knew that. And, and so that was, you can still, you can still even live that way and be that example. And I right. think, but, but we're certainly, I certainly think it's awesome to be able to work for church where that's what you get to do and you get to hear other people's faith stories. Well, and real quick, I, going back to what Chris said mm -hmm. is very often we're talking as David would say, we're preaching to the choir. We're talking yeah. to other right. people of faith. It's a whole different thing when you're talking to somebody that has no point of reference mm -hmm. or jargon or even, you know, the words to understand. And yet that can be so powerful. I remember we had a little boy at camp a couple of years ago, totally unchurched. And at the end of the day, I said, well, what was good about today for you? And he said, learning about that God guy. Is he <laughs> something or what? Yeah. And I great. thought... You know, that first impression of this incredible being and this incredible love for somebody who's never heard it is right. overwhelming. Yeah, he's yeah. the original superhero. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and Phyllis, before this life, was a camp director at Poesy Pines, which is our... And so I, you're the one that got me in the first place roped in 25 years ago. Uh, yeah, def definitely. Absolutely. And so many... Everyone thinks it's the church kids, but actually camp, summer camps are fewer, more people not from the church, more kids not from the church than from the church. And so it's such a great opportunity. And it's so it, it is so cool to watch them be able to experience that and see that. So, well, Pastor David goes on to say about our faith sharing, if it is difficult for us to share our faith, he says, here are a couple of suggestions that can help. 
One, have your story rehearsed. I've heard that, like your elevator speech, right? Mm -hmm. Two, pray asking God to help you be aware of the right time to share. Three, pray for the Holy Spirit to help you. The Spirit gives us power. And four, listen carefully to the stories of others. Um, He says these are tough questions. They are also important questions to think about. Jesus has asked us to participate with the Holy Spirit in influencing the lives of others for Christ. And so his question is, how do you feel about being a Jesus influencer? Phyllis. I I think it would be a great blessing and an honor to be that um, and and hope to be um, each week in this new life of mine as I prepare a sermon and try to think of how do we, how do we take Jesus, an old, old story, into the world because his story is ever present and ever perfect. And so um, just always looking for ways to help people understand the, the enormity of what his love means and what his grace means to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like that t-shirt. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus influencer. I bet we know people. We can get t-shirts. I, I've heard that. <laughs> Paging the cricket moms. We have. Yeah, there's a cricket mom group. And we, we'll get that going. A, a cricket mom? We call them the cricket moms. Oh. You don't know what a cricket yeah. is. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll school you on the, the wonders okay, of the cricket later. But what, what about you, Chris? You know, it's funny because um, I think people in my generation struggle with being an influencer yeah. for Christ. Yeah. And I don't know if it is, you know, the uh, the imposter syndrome or if it's that, um, you know, it's unchurched, like you mentioned. Um, but I, I have struggled with it, yeah. especially being a, a preacher's kid, you know, being a PK. Sure. Um, because you're, you're assumed to know the Bible like the back of your hand, right? right. Um, right. and, or, or at least maybe that's my perception. Yeah. That might, you know, might be my perception, but, um, but it's kind of freeing once you accept it, if, if that makes sense, you know, for me, at least, you know, I can recognize that I'm a better person, yeah. um, and I'm better to others as well when, mm-hmm. when I'm influenced and willing to, to influence others that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, and I think a lot of people, part of, I think what's your generation and mine too, is getting by the point that we think that people think it's going to make us judgmental. Right. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to be judgmental or yeah. even be seen as being judgmental. And right. once we can free ourselves from that, but it's also like you said, you have to live your life that way if you want to share that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and you know what, and Chris, we did drag Chris out from behind the camera this yeah. week. Yeah, full disclosure. <laughs> Slightly, right? again, not, not totally against his will, but he's, he, he's here taking it for the team. Um, and it's exciting. It's great to have you just because you Absolutely. bring a male voice and a younger voice and, and, a, and a, such a great perspective. Well, hopefully it encourage other people to come out, too, because, you yeah. Know, yeah, like you said. Yeah. And also you do behind the scenes. You're a huge influencer because in case you didn't know, you know, Chris is the one filming everything, editing everything, printing out and and getting it out there to influence others. So that's 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 a huge gift. You know, you talked about like being younger. This is something I talk about with my kids. Uh, Louie, who just, my oldest, um, he sends me a text the, the other day, Mom, I did a thing. That, that <laughs> is never anything you, uh, I ever want to hear. <laughs> oh, great. What is the thing? 
wow, they, they, you know, they had free tattoos on, on Friday the 13th. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Well, and he got a, a cross on his ankle oh. saying, you know, just a reminder to o- that I'm always walking with Jesus. Okay. And, and, you know, it's a small, it's not super, but, you know, I thought that's a pretty cool influence just there. Like there's a, you know, him walking along like that, that I'm sure that will be a conversation starter or, or right. his way to be able to influence um others and at so, the very least it's going to be you know number one right have your story rehearsed there you go so at the very <laughs> least he has a story that he can immediately kind of call back yeah. to definitely yeah, absolutely definitely so that get and i was glad it wasn't you know there's just so many other bad ways that could have gone. next time i see him i'm going to ask him about it is yeah. that the only tattoo he has no no <laughs> okay he has a i'll ask a him about his new tattoo yeah, and see, yes. if he, see if oh you're right he does have script in his arm yes <laughs> he does he does but i thought well that that's pretty cool because you know i'm one of the only not tattooed Devereaux's. Oh, yeah. and you're allowed to still have the name? <laughs> I, I, apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you still thinking about it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I it's said almost that for more novel years. now to not have it. So, Well, that is uh, David ends with God bless you, and we will see you in church, and that is true. And I think we have one more week of the Influencer, one more, yeah. of the influencer series, and so that's that I look forward to, to next week's. And I want to, again, thank Phyllis Murray. It's been fun being here. Yeah. I miss I miss you all on Sundays. We wow. really miss you. Well, you know, we can have a call-in guest. There you so go. So if, you, if you're ever in Prump and you want to call us, yeah. got it. We'll, we'll schedule got it. it on the podcast. All right. <laughs> Definitely. And Chris, we're, we're sure you'll be back or again Or maybe we'll soon. go on the road to Prump. Roadshow podcast. We we there that. you go. I think we could. Mm-hmm. I think we could. <laughs> and I think I may not have mentioned, but I am uh, Julie Hart, director of of Connectional Ministries. So um, thanks for spending time with us. Uh, We'd love to hear your comments also. Also, we have an audio-only podcast available through SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Um, And you can go to our Desert Spring Church um, website to find all of that. And Or the e-news. You know, the e-news has tons of great stuff in it. If you're not connected to the e-news, get with it. Definitely, yeah. definitely the e-news um, and Facebook, all the social media places. Of course. And so I um, would like to close in prayer. I always turn to Phyllis, who is the prayer, the prayer of all prayers. Would you would you like to close us in prayer? I'd today? be happy to. Awesome. Thank you. For this day, oh God, we give thanks for all that has been and will continue to be for this opportunity to come together and share our hearts to look at our histories and who has influenced us and who brought that story forward to make it part of our lives. We're grateful for those people, for those that we might touch and the stories we might tell and the stories that we will hear and make our own. We give thanks. And as we go forward, Lord, out into your world, let us be shining lights of your love and your grace to those in need. Thank you, God. Amen.